0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music Is Everything podcast, brought to you today by our fantastic patrons and our lovely affiliates below. You're here with me, Andrew Groves, and my very good friend, Matt Hornby. Matt,
1: hello. how are you?
0: And what lovely artist are we tackling this
1: fair day? Oh, we are tackling the mighty Coldplay oh. today. And honestly... They are mighty. I don't even think you can get mightier. I'm just going to say it. It's a tough. Just, um, it's a conversation we'll get to later. But yeah,
0: they are. They are. They are a. Are they the one? Are they number one? The
1: one. Probably. I mean, they're always number one. They've got so many songs and they're so popular that they're probably always number one. In, are they number char- one? In chart I, terms, I don't know who. But yeah, the, I'm sure there's someone who's bothered. But
0: are they number one? Number, like, is there a counter is, for like? Is there any who's the, the number band? One? Like Beyonce, she's pretty big, but then Coldplay are also. I don't know. Beyonce bigger than Coldplay, maybe. Probably. But bands,
1: let's say then you two like bands. Well, you two, I I reckon Coldplay are bigger these days. Coming, I, well, I was actually going to make the comparison of them being the, this their generations. U two.
0: I would say that's a very fair comment, and and seemingly following the 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 route of the U two, I would say trajectory of of U two, they've kind of followed that that pathway. I would say uh, if they were looking for someone who was ahead of them in a similar sphere, hmm. I would say U two is. I can't think of. I mean. I mean, what, Bruce Springsteen? Like, what, who's...
1: No, he's, he's too, he's got too much, like, he's cooler. So this is also the thing, is, like, they're so popular, but there's an element of people loving to dislike them, or at least saying that. And whether that's true in practical terms, you know, it's like, you know, that trying to be cool thing, going, yeah, Coldplay rubbish, and then going to listen to them at home on your own and having a little cry. But... Yeah. um They do. I think, I mean, that's inherent with
0: success. And I found out, well, we've we've got there now. So I was thinking, much like our conversation about the Mighty Muse, Hmm. is that having, being a fan of a band is a lot like owning shares, I think. And maybe when that band first starts out, you're maybe one of the principal shareholders. And maybe you have a large amount of share, share percent, shareage <laughs> <laughs> in that band. And a lot of those songs are for you. And you have a lot of weight. You can make a big difference to that band. This is a lovely mm-hmm. example. You can make a huge like difference. It. Your money goes a long way. Your contribution, your, your fanship, your, um, your contributions, your f- lip service, your social media impact, your...
1: Your your percentage of the audience.
0: You're a big percent. And as that grows, and, you know, most bands, I don't think it ever gets to that point, but I would say now, you know, large part of Korea have a, you know, maybe a large part of India has a, 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 you know, some, some shares, maybe, I imagine quite a lot of, South America has uh, a large uh, percent and slowly but surely, I think you have, you know, out of a 10 track record, maybe there might be one song that might be for you and, Mm. and, you know, and your shareholdership, (laughs) your conglomerate. Um, and, and I think that's just where they're at. They're so big now that, 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 that's a lot to cater for. And you can see, I mean, just skimming through, I was, I realised I was, the last couple of records I was less familiar with. And so that mm-hmm. those are the ones I mainly um, chuck out and um, uh, checked chuck. Um, <laughs> uh, chucked out. But, you know, you're looking at, you know, BTS, Selena Gomez, you know. I did see that as well. You got, you got a lot of friends, you know, obviously Beyonce's been in there, Rihanna's been in there. They're a very different band, you know, like they're
1: they're, they're very different um, band to how they started, definitely. And um much, much so. Yeah, and it's actually interesting that all oh, you mentioned all these because they haven't really done that before, but then they've just now and even Jacob Collier's in there, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> Uh, and they've got emojis for song titles. I mean, how 21st century do you want to be? Exactly.
0: And and I and I feel like they're, you know, I mean, if I was in Coldplay, I would be scrambling around being like, "Oh my god, how do we stay relevant?" Because that's...
1: I'm sure they I'm sure they've got a, a relevance team.
0: Uh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And you know, I think you know, not really trying to get to the punchline kind of too soon, but I think it's it's a case of well, you know, who would you prefer to be in that position? You know, they. you can't argue that they didn't come from, you know, they didn't come up from the warehouse as such. You know, they, they started on the shop floor and they swept floors and they made their way up and they crafted those songs. I mean, funny enough, I did start looking at songwriting credits and it's quite a lot mm. of, um, you know, Max Martin and a few other uh, uh, familiar, oh, really? familiar names. Um, and I think Um, Chris Martin is, is fairly like kind of fairly uh, like familiar in that, in that kind of world. I think I know he writes for a lot of people as well. So I think there's a lot of kind of give and take in that sense. And I know a lot of the songs have been pitched to people like Rihanna and Beyonce and what have you. Um, So I think that, that, you know, that exchange is always kind of happening and, and you know, maybe you would at that point where you need a a record to do as well as they need it to do. Mm. Um, but you know, the we... they were a big old They were a band, they started from the bottom and worked their way up to the top, now they're here.
1: Apparently that's the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um But rewinding back a little bit. Yeah. What what do they mean to you, Andrew? What do they, they actually mean? mean a, How did you a lot. get into them?
0: They really do mean I'm a lot. i assuming you are. I'm very into them. Yeah, I've been a huge proponent. And they have they were maybe maybe like one of the earliest experiences i have of kind of music as a you know like i don't know maybe you see an interview with someone and they'll be like oh there was always music in the home and you know my dad had 50 pianos and you know my mom always <laughs> wanted me to da da da, like that was not the case like my parents liked you, it.
1: You, you, they didn't have fifty pianos. They didn't. They didn't. Not oh, even no. one. Not even one cheap skates on the breadline.
0: And uh, poverty. <laughs> um, <That's it. laughs> yeah, literally. If you want that piano, son. Um, uh-huh. uh, and so yeah. So like, wasn't really like that. My parents liked music, but wasn't in the home. I would say or anything like that. But um. As I became interested in music, other than like listening to the radio, Um, and I don't know if, I don't know which way it came, I would imagine, I think I probably brought it into the arena, but at some point me and my dad would have a lot of kind of car rides as, you know, bonding (laughs) activities, and as I became interested in music and it was kind of a good middle point that Coldplay were really kind of starting to blossom and not parachutes, but certainly, um, Rush of Blood to the Head, X and Y, like around that time. Um, yeah, very, very strong memories of listening to those in the car and singing along and, you know, driving, we'd always go and get everyone's Christmas presents in Brighton. And so we'd always drive down to Brighton together and get everyone's Christmas presents. And like, I remember we would always get a record to kind of drive with. And, oh, and that nice. was always a, that was always a, a, a one. And certainly a rush of blood to the head. I think that, that really, um, yeah, that really w- w- was very, very prominent in my life. And certainly like, <laughs> I have very strong memories. Still, one of my favourite songs in the whole world. God put a smile upon your face. Um, and I remember I must have been like just starting out. I mean, maybe I could play Blind by Corn. Um, tr- some attempt at um Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit. I think maybe Wish You Were Here by Incubus. Early days. And I remember hearing that song and being like, okay, that sounds like I could maybe work it out Mm -hmm. or get the chords and get the tabs. And I remember having that classic kind of X-Factor moment of like, am I, I I can sing along to this song. I really enjoy singing along to this song, but am I as deluded as everyone else is on TV? (laughs) And I remember having a little cassette player and record i'd love to find it now i've obviously long gone and record myself singing and playing it to kind of just listen to myself outside of my own head and be like oh can i am i in tune and can i sing it um and obviously i wasn't and i never sang ever again um (sighs) but yeah that like really clear foundational memories of kind of exposure to rock music other than you know, like kind of, like again, I was getting into new metal and and and, but that was like all of that was to do with friends and people around me and skateboarding. I was really into that, you know. So, like, I would say a very foundational um, band for me, as mm. far as just exposure to sort of, I wouldn't call it rock music. Probably indie is probably the 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 best. Yeah, case or of like whatever. or like
1: band music. Yeah, Maybe. yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and at that point, you know, it's guitar, bass and and drum. and even like for me very visually I I was always incredibly drawn. I remember seeing them doing live concerts on like MTV2 and I think X and Y had just come out and they had those kind of Edison light bulb uh a uh, 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 kind of stage layout and all in black and 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 I think that's when they did fix you with the big kind of light bulb that you would kind of fling into the audience or whatever. And I just remember, and I still feel very, you know, like I find that very evocative. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember how cool, you know, I think makes me think of how cool it is when like a band would come back with a new record and they've all got new haircuts and they've all got new clothes sure. and it looks, they look great. And like, oh, you know, they've... Sh- Shooting things in a cool way, I don't know.
1: Like, (laughs) but do you know what I mean? That kind of photographs.
0: Yeah, just but like you know, maybe they're I don't know. Like, there's a new theme, and you're just like, man, I can't wait to hear that record. And and I remember they played it live before it came out, and um, yeah, and it was like on TV uh, MTV too. I remember like watching that really late at night and just being like so excited. And then I think I followed them ever since. But when they released um, Milo Zelotto and put out um, their live uh, sort of DVD, mm-hmm. um, I remember watching that and it, again, it just changed my world, changed my whole perception. I just thought it was the pinnacle of music, like this entire experience and the wristbands and all the colours and the inclusivity and 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 kind of just turning you know taking your music and making it into something you know three-dimensional and filling a stadium with your music and the imagery Mm -hmm. and the the kind of unity that comes with that it just felt like no one else was close to 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 really you know making such an experience that could be you know akin to you know going to see the Vatican or something like that, you know like yeah, that, yeah. that kind of experience for us now you know we're going to a church I'm like, oh but like yeah. you know the idea is that originally you would that's the biggest building building you would have ever seen you know you have mm. never seen gold, you know, mm. <laughs> let alone anything else and paintings and the ceiling, and you would think it was was heaven mm. you know so the idea of this experience and the whole that whole tour documentary I became obsessed with them again for for Fair. a good
1: few years, and, I've not seen it.
0: Oh man it is you reunite my fire. It it really yeah, just incredible, incredible experience. And they've only gone to, you know, develop it since then, but I think it's was I think it was twenty twenty, live in twenty twenty, something like that. I think it was nice. Um
1: and They're probably to, earlier than that, I'd imagine.
0: Uh, I imagine there is a
1: um live in twenty twelve. I'm like a yeah. crazy
0: man. Um, uh so they were doing that back then jesus christ
1: well that's this is kind of the uh, where I kind of what really hit me mm. when like reviewing Coldplay because mm. again they're really close to me mm. as well, and i had I'd forgotten it like this is this is like if you're getting deja vu here from every single episode of every band me going <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how much I was into them mm. and that's that's what it is but um my first CD album Mm. was Parachutes, Okay, uh, got it for Christmas around when it came out, which was in the year 2000, the turn of the millennium, ages ago. Um, But, and yeah, I followed them through since. I saw them in, I think, 2005 Mm -hmm. in Glasgow, Bella Houston Park with a mate. We did we did a road trip to Glasgow and then went all the way to Devon afterwards it was uh it was Wolf. a good one yeah, yeah. and um that was when X and y just came out so fix you uh, was like the song of the day and the, of the moment and they really like it got big Mm-mm-mm. you know that was like in a park with a big stage or whatever um and you well at the time you're like wow this is big but having no comprehension of you know what you were saying there about how far they continue to go yeah yeah. But when you're like listening back to the, even like X and Y, like how good it sounds and and obviously the songwriting is amazing. Mm. And probably where I think I will kind of revisit Coldplay for the songwriting because it's very, well, it's just, it's what they're famous for really. Yeah. But, the, but even the, like the guitar playing, the production choices, the the early use of synth and you know mm. bigger uh, kind of electronic sounds. They, I, I hadn't realised that they were blazing any trails really mm. throughout, but it's very obvious looking back that they were. If you see yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, I I'm. I guess you could compare them in a way to to Radiohead, could you? In, in in a maybe less experimental but more into a slightly different path of innovation but I guess uh, and uh maybe it's just uh, a thing about bands from come out of the 90s you know mm. started with guitars and trying to do the 80s uh, but maybe sounding like indie Britpop bands you know and then it just evolves from there uh, again with technology it could be just a common thing with bands around that time but um yeah, I think that they there are so many songs that I picked out and went, oh, that's a banger, that's a banger, that's a banger. And, yeah, big fan, big fan. And also, I have to mention, every time, the the use of piano in a guitar band setting. <laughs> Another band that absolutely smashes it.
0: Well, I think, you know, I think, I mean, obviously that's the beauty of Foresight, is that obviously Chris Martin was a world-class songwriter in a rock band or kind of, <laughs> you know, embedded into an indie band. And I think, you know, I think there is I think those sensibilities and his style and his approach is very mature. I think mm-hmm. it was very clear, you know, even from a lot of the kind of documentaries and stuff like that, I would often go back and, 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 and kind of try and catch bits of them in the studio and I know like for example like X and Y and even a Russia Blood to the Head was 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 a particularly difficult time, obviously that kind of follow up album. And obviously the success of Yellow obviously took them, you know, to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um whereas, you know, really they could have stayed a you know a kind of an indie band. And I think they really did come up in that vein and then very quickly kind of switched lanes as, as, as once that they had that kind of success. Mm. But I think it, it seems, you know, as a band, they matured quite quickly. And, and also like took, took it seriously in, in the way of like, well, we want to write better songs and we, Mm. you know, and Chris and the band, obviously I know they all kind of have a fairly decent, I know Chris is the, kind of you know the the, the the spearhead as such but I know like Will and Johnny and very much you know feed in and, and obviously now I think you know they kind of open it up even more to a new experience um, and working with other people obviously famously with Brian Eno as well mm-hmm. um, and I think you know they, they very quickly switched gears and, and kind of focused around the songs and were very kind of um focused on the, the right songs um, and, and you know, writing something as a better song rather than, you know, following that band trajectory of like, right, we're going to do this record and that's going to take us here. And that's going to, you know, mm-hmm. it, it very seemingly became songwriter focused and, and the band kind of wraps its way around that. And, and I think embracing that idea and that maturity and that kind of workflow I think therein is so much innovation as well. I mean, like, as with everything, for the most part, the simpler the song, the better, mm-hmm. in in a myriad of ways. But, you know, a simple chord progression, you know, without too many extensions and kind of, you know, following a kind of... Uh, obviously a tonal, uh, but, you know, a diatonic uh, kind of, you know, element to it at least, enables you to do so much more with melody and parts and layers and and kind of gives you a higher chance of making something more memorable and melodic and gives you more options, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And so obviously I think at that, at that stage in a band's career, I think, you know, it is incredible to get away with that one song that has that challenging moment in it and has that challenging extension or has just a beautiful chord arrangement or an interesting melody or how do you fit guitar into this equation when everyone's doing you know this how do you um as a bass player you know is there that one time you know you're not playing roots you, you or you're maybe that one time you know you're kind of you're walking up a chord progression or, or whatever you know you're doing something where you're introducing that tiny bit of flavor that that's just going to take that that simple idea and, and just progress it mm-hmm. and I, I think in that you know johnny buckland's
1: guitar playing is, is incredible it's so inspiring it's, it's great and just it's it's a classic thing of well i say classic thing it's i think what that really shone Look, mm. listening back, and even the the sounds, mm. the chords, the note choice, the like effects, like the delays and yeah. stuff. Um, you're like, oh, This is really, really, really good. And I know, like you say, um, I think kind of Chris Martin's profile, you know, when they got really big and it was mm. all kind of Hollywood, uh, his, his profile became bigger than the band almost, yeah. Definitely. Um, but they, but still, they are a band, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um I think we should clarify this every time. Mm. Is it a band or is it a person? <laughs> and is it a they or is it a is it an R ah or is it an mm. his? And um So yeah, um but one of the things I really respect I read along the way was that um when they were getting quite big, you know, Chris Martin was getting this bigger and bigger profile. And I I, I read a while back that he kind of they debated whether they should he should have more of credit you sure. know, and take more of the cut for doing more of the work and like, mm. you know, and, but they, they maybe tried it for a bit or something, but then reverted back to, no, it's like, it's a democracy. Everyone's equal, yeah. you know, we're a band in it together. And it's amazing because again, same lineup forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's getting on 30 years, you know, it's like a long old time. Um, But yeah, I think everyone delivers and yeah, like you're saying, guitar playing is top tier, top yeah. tier. But I think the, the what I was getting at is that, because his profile kind of grew so much that it almost overshadowed the other members a little bit. So maybe that um, Will, the guitar player, doesn't quite get the credit maybe he deserves because mm. it's great. It's it's like really, and even there's like some really dirty, fuzzy things like hidden in the background. And oh, no. very Very tasteful, tasteful parts, you know.
0: It's hard to do. Yeah, I think, you know, tasteful, memorable and Mm -hmm. mature, you know, like they don't always need to be there. He's not always up front. It's not always a prerequisite that he's on that track. You know, I think all those things take a great deal of maturity as a band, you know, and and being able to kind of center around a song. is very hard sometimes. And, you know fair play to him, you know, for, for, for taking that challenge on and, and the whole band, you know, and I think it's, you know, obviously it's a lovely sentiment that they kind of, like I say, they, they all share it and they're all kind of going through it. And they've all, uh, again, in the various documentaries, you know, they've all kind of gone through their troubles and strifes, but they've all also, you know, I think I've always quite liked about them is they also kind of keep that all quite quiet and they just, their mm-hmm. attitude towards that is kind of like we just don't feel like people really need to know and you know as much second guessing with lyrics and, and what have you and obviously Chris's life is very much at the, the forefront but for the most part they're fairly a fairly private band you know um, and yeah to be in the position they are now uh, yeah I just you know kind of self-made millionaires in, to to some <laughs> degree you know like you you can't take it away from them They they came up as they did. And like, like we're saying, you know, like now they, they're a much wider audience. Like we said with, with, with Mm news, they have to cater for a world or even more so a world audience. Um, But still the songwriting is incredible. And, and again, the, it really doesn't feel like there's any left effort or dedication or anything like that. Um, You know, and, and I think, you know, even looking at, some of their even their later records I mean after kind of like I remember Ghost Stories I I, I remember when that came out and I was
1: after that's a a very electronic one
0: yeah I was so ready for something because they were so big at Milo Zolotto and it was just this huge stadium beast and the Mm -hmm. record was made that way and so I was kind of kind of grateful for them to I was like where do you go from being that big and so it just seemed like the natural progression was to do something much smaller Mm -hmm. um And I remember all of the kind of promotion around that. And um, I've got one of the singles here, actually, uh, Midnight. um, I just thought was just so cool. And they're kind of of just sort of switching gears. Um, But yeah, even like, you know, you look at like, obviously, A Head Full of Dreams, you know, kind of back up to kind of stadium, stadium colored pop. Then like Everyday Life, they did that whole kind of live stream and they did like a Sunrise and Sunset. I think it was in Jordan.
1: And they that, pla- that album, I had, I had no idea it even existed. Oh, okay.
0: It was it, huge I, when it came out.
1: But it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. It's really good. And it also harks back to a bit of... Because one of the things I was going to say um, is, bar with the very electronic stuff, mm. a lot of the time you can hear the kind of... You know, the writing on either a piano or an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Like, a lot of the songs are very true to that, you know, you Mm. can see it hasn't, they don't take it somewhere mental, you know, uh, the path is quite clear, you know, um, but what I quite liked about everyday life, there's quite a lot of songs that are kind of back to the original vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I thought that was very cool. And because you can, yeah, like, like you, I haven't, I'm not so familiar with some of the latest stuff. Mm. um, but you can kind of assume that they've gone down this path forever, you know, yeah. leaving their roots in the dust. But it's it's really nice that it's kind of, it's all still in there.
0: Well, I think uh, I remember being incredibly excited when I heard that they were going to do a record with Brian Eno. And I was like, oh. Which one was that? Uh, that was uh, Le, Le, Viva La Vida. Viva La Vida. That
1: was That was a really ambitious album, I remember.
0: Oh, in in nor- I remember I have very distinct memories of like literally scrambling around the internet trying to find the highest quality version I could and getting and then the irony being to then burn that on a CD and and then uh, and then try and listen to that and I th- remember we were going on a drive somewhere my, I was just remember it being in the back of my parents' car and just like doing my best to just tell everyone to shut up. So I could Mm -hmm. listen, like people trying to like, oh, Andrew, have you got the, don't, don't care. What? Yep. No, just, I'm trying to, I just want to listen to this thing. Mm -hmm. Because I remember just after, you know, obviously after X and Y, and and maybe the kind of peak of of me being so interested in them, I was Mm -hmm. so ready for them to just go and do something. Like even at that point, you know, it felt like they were treading, start beginning to tread a kind of, a a, a straighter path you know uh, and and kind of a more mainstream path and so the idea that they were going to do this really experimental kind of sounding record I knew you know Brian Eno would be like right get rid of that and okay no that's too simple you know like let's do this and and would push them to 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 do more esoteric and more visceral things which I think they perfectly achieved and so the, the blend of that with their 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 blend of 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 pop music and I love how like bitty and, and like kind of just sort of some like fever dream that that whole record is, but it's still got the, the singles that and they needed, yeah. you know?
1: And yeah, like, but this some of the sounds are very cool. I actually didn't realize that was Brian Eno. Mm. Um but I always remember that, you know, like when a band's had a really long career, you, you can pinpoint these moments where that's kind of stand out and yeah. then you can now see what, where that was going to go. Um, but yeah, this this was like, whoa! I didn't see that. Even the imagery, the kind of the titling, it was all very way higher concept. Yeah. Uh, but and the, yeah, some of the sounds, even in the big, the big singles, are really really interesting. And like, yeah, it's just a very very well written written album. Absolutely. Um,
0: and and I still so that's a is the longest point I've ever made in my life. What I was going <laughs> to oh, suggest go. is that there are still elements of that you know, I I feel like that was like, for me, that was like the peak of them. They, they could have gone like to the moon with that kind of record. In you know, I was so excited. That's like the perfect record for me and all I want for them as a, you know, as a kind of stalker, like, uh, you know, a very kind of selfish stalker, if you know what I mean. I really Mm. want, that's what I want them to do as a, as a fan of them. Um, and, you know, like 42, and, and so many of the songs, and Violet Hill, and everything like just incredible. Like I said, tons of fuzz, and like really cool guitar parts, and everything I wanted, and soundscapes, and everything like this. But to their credit, you know, you start looking, you know, kind of later on, and stuff like that. Like Milo Zolotto still had, like, they still kind of make space for those kind of wider sounds I think um everyday life like there's tons of like really like arabesque I remember when that came out and it's essentially just like a big kind of solo and mm-hmm. um I just thought that was the cult. I was like yes this is the play I was hoping for and you know I'm sure I got maybe one or two tracks but that's what my shares bought at that time and even mm-hmm. now like um Music of the Spheres latest record um Coloratura at the very end of that very kind of Elton John sort of Trip to the moon and back and kind of David Bowie inspired. So like, you know, I feel like sure, you know, that maybe a little bit less of that uh, uh than than then, but I still think that, that that side of them is still there and still very much a part of the music. I don't feel disheartened or or kind of oh they you know, they've sold out. I mean no, if anyone's do- sold out they've sold in. But I mean I don't feel like it's a lot of But you know.
1: Yeah, they they've sold.
0: Yeah, that's, that's yes, yeah, things are that? sold, You know... I just don't think that's
1: an insult. I just think... No, I don't think so. You know. And there's a, as you've probably seen it, the thing kicking around, uh, I think on some chat show Chris Martin was on, and they brought up this clip of very early Chris Martin yes. saying, we're going to be the biggest band in the world and you're going to have heard of Coldplay and blah, 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 And you're like, wow, okay. Like, maybe slightly tongue-in-cheek at the time, but mm. you did it, you know. I um, Let it be known, Chris Martin's sense of humour
0: and comical timing is a thing of beauty. I think he is honestly one of the funniest people, naturally, like seemingly very, very naturally. His entire demeanour and kind of persona in the public sphere is so funny. I'm sure he's miserable in daily life, but... I honestly, you can, if you go back and just look for like Chris Martin funny, there are so many, his way with words and like quips and the way he says things are incredibly funny and very kind of still based in that kind of far show like English humour.
1: I was going to say, it's yeah. definitely, he's definitely rocking the kind of slightly awkward English humour thing. Yeah. Uh, but pulls it off incredibly well. And, uh, but I've always found, I think he's, I I think talent aside... I think he's quite an unlikely frontman mm. for the band that has become Coldplay. Mm. I've always and I've always thought this, uh, but obviously it wouldn't work with anyone else. It just is, and you can say that probably about everyone. But it, it's he's not the. I don't know. He could only be in Coldplay, but I still think it's it's, a, it's an unlikely success story of, of a band with a frontman. But who am I to say anything? I don't know. To be honest... So, so this is a tough thing to call.
0: It's some, it's, a, it's a strange... There's a strange, like, kind of... Um, having been the front man, hmm. I've done the math. And I remember very early being like, well, I'm nowhere near good looking enough to <laughs> f- for this band to be... I think I said it in a few interviews, I think, as well. I I'm happy with that like i'm 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 i don't feel like i could ever be as good looking as i felt like a lead singer would be in a band that would be able to take on the world and i didn't i don't uh, talk shit i don't really care about the things i need to care about to be that kind of band etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. but when you start doing the math and you're like, well, how about this guy? And you're like, oh, actually, yeah, he's not the best looking guy. And he, they're a massive band. And yeah, then yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, what about this guy? And you're like, whoa, okay, yeah, no, they're, I mean, yeah. But I mean, they've got, there's something, there's a personality, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a draw, there's a magnetism. Mm. But you start, you know, you start doing that kind of math, and then you're like, oh, actually, where have I got this idea from? That kind of. Sure. You know, like, is yeah. it. Have I, am I just thinking about Maroon 5? Like, what? <laughs> do you mean like. like what? Or, or,
1: or yeah, but I guess even like Queen or well, something. I mean, is, Freddie
0: Mercury, like, the size of those, t- like, famously, do you know what I mean? Like, famously caricature, like. But-, but also, like, a, uh,
1: uh, maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe it's Mick Jagger and Paul McCartney's fault. Who knows? Sure. You know.
0: I mean, they're okay. I wouldn't say they're the best looking uh, 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 guys. You know.
1: Okay, Re- read a poll or listen a poll.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, be- Mick, ja- I mean Mick Jagger's. I'm, I mean, in his day,
1: sure. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. But like, they definitely hit the like the teen heartthrob category of sure. people. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's a, but it's yeah, a I, think, I think you're right.
1: I think you're right. I think you just answered the question though. Is that there is, I think just the willingness. It's, it's a personality-driven thing, really. Mm. Uh, and it's not if you had someone really good-looking who's really boring, it wouldn't really do any, anything. But mm. having, it, it's all about getting a room full of people going and getting them on side and that kind of connection. Yeah, and which is all led by, like you say, humor. Obviously, being able to do your job mm. uh, and yeah, just being, what's that word? Relatable in a, some kind of way, but also, yeah. yeah, and I'd say Chris Martin actually probably does the relatable, like Beyonce's kind of, she's uh, <laughs> <actually> not relatable, <laughs> <but> absolute <laughs> megastar, the flip yeah. side, that's my point, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Chris Martin's kind of, is it like, he's like, you know, Dave Goll in Foo Fighters, just, and every man, yeah, but the sure. English kind of more awkward every man. Um, yeah, it's
0: a funny thing. You feel like you either have to kind of lean into it in a kind of Ricky Gervais like way or or, um, or or kind of shy away from it. I feel like you either kind of have to go down the Keanu Reeves kind of, I've made money, but it doesn't look like it, or you just <laughs> lean into it and you're just like, yeah, because I'm an alien from outer space and I'm infinitely Quite, better yeah. than you. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and they're both pretty valid. Um, uh, you know, I think. I think it's a, you know, it's a, obviously at that point, you know, there was, even within the records, you can kind of feel there's a point almost where like, you know, their feet are off the ground and they're like, okay, well now our music can't really be about what it was, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's gonna shift. But the, um, the, the same thing, you know, you, you've just got money now, you know, like, <laughs> mm. you, the same things happen. Um, uh, you just you just kind of maybe, you can afford two packets of Wotsits and and that makes <laughs>
1: things better, you know? Or a multi-pack in that yeah, case. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say... Oh, yeah? ...which stuck out to me in their latest album, mm. and this is probably about, like, audience and time and space, but on Spotify, if you look at their their play counts... Woof, yeah.
0: There's one that stands out. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. It's,
1: it's only... It's, so... Uh, track nine is a an emoji of planet Earth. Uh. Uh, it's twenty one seconds, and it's just some like audience kind of noise. Yeah, no one cares uh, about that. Well, thirty six thousand eight hundred sixty six yeah, people them, care about it. Only them, though. <laughs> and then my universe with BTS has a billion a point, well one point one billion and a bit streams. Yeah, I say in a bit and five extra million. Um, they're not silly. They they know but, they know the game. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's just in the old, it just shows very obviously uh, how few people listen through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just,
1: you know, a a billion people didn't go from nine to 10. Yeah. 36,000 people. Most of them live in Korea,
0: I (laughs) I think. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously that's the BTS effect. And and that's, you know, that's, um, that's the, that's the game. The game is the game. That's what they're, that's what they're playing with these days, you know. And that's and and again, what a great collaboration, mutually beneficial for both. Probably skewed on one side a little, but still like a you know, a great thing to happen. And you know, that's that's what their game is, and that's where they're at. Like I say, my stock price is, you know, my shares are right down in mm-hmm. comparison. Now I'm a I'm naught point nothing percent, and and that's fine you know that that's all the power to them I think is, is they're, that's like I say my argument in all these things is just like well aren't they who you want in that position you know don't you want to know that they came from that and you know it's a pull yourself up by the bootstraps kind of
1: story? well someone's got to, someone's got to do it well exactly and, right and you want them people and they did it yeah. you know you can't you can't knock it really and if they're not for you there's plenty of bands out there mm, and, exactly yeah
0: well so but, um what if there are many records to choose from
1: oh if God, you had yeah, to
0: recommend yeah. one record oh. to someone to start let's say you're just like you know what i hate coldplay and you what what would be your where would you tell them to start
1: from that is a very good question andrew groves mm-hmm. um I think it's a toss. It's probably somewhere in the middle, you see. Uh, It's probably a toss-up between X and Y and Viva La Vida. Okay. Um, I'm erring on, actually, on the side of Viva La Vida because it's probably... I'm skewed. I'm skewed. Skewed? I'm skewed because I am more familiar with old Coldplay. So X and Y feels like the the most band record so if you go I like Coldplay and I want to hear some drums and guitars and singing and stuff with a little bit of electronics thrown in great songwriting great tunes you'll probably know a couple of them Uh, it's a fantastic uh, record Mm -hmm. Uh, Viva La Vida is a bit more don't know you might not expect it but you'll probably still know some songs
0: well I would I was going to suggest that maybe if you were starting from the bottom and now we're here Maybe A Rush of Blood to the Head. Oh. Might be a kind of band based entry point. You got the songs, you got the app, you got the, ba- I mean, the scientists, ladies and gentlemen. What a song. Um, you got Clots, oh, you know, the. got. Light.
1: You got. And even the big. Politic. Right. It, I've, I've got to say, start. I've in the playlist, I think I put nearly every album opener in there. Because they, they really, they really know how to open an album, yeah. and for a band that big, they do it in a way that isn't, you know, all the kind of theory around like go to the chorus in the first twenty sure. seconds. Like, it's not all that. They just do what they want, and yeah. they have loads of soundscapes and beautifulness. So, so there's,
0: like, God put a smile. I love this album. I love this album so much. God put a smile upon your face. Maybe one of my favourite songs of all time. Um, it, the the longer the the, the trackness goes on. Russian blood to the head. Whisper. Amsterdam, what an Amsterdam end. Amsterdam is one what of my favourites. So, okay. I would say start there. But if you're looking for, you know, a more modern uh, Coldplay, maybe Milo Zolotto. You've still got the band there. There's still a bit of synth. You've got, still got some absolute, like, Hurts Like Heaven, Paradise, Charlie Brown, Waterfall.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's Big very tunes. modern. I mean, Paradise is Major probably... The this shows how out of touch I am actually with Coldplay. Is Paradise is I thought that would have been released like last year. That's sure. one of the like it's a it's a mega pop banger. Um so yeah. So but basically you could we're jump recommending
0: in and then work your way up or down from from either one of those. You know, yeah, okay, and, fine. and still have a good base of operations. But also being yeah. La Vida. If you if you if you're looking I think for for Coldplay at their most conceptual
1: Hmm. Fever Levina. I uh, yeah, I'd still say X and Y. I know okay. you like um A Rush of Blood to the Head. No, I love X and Y. But X and Y is like it starts so well. Also, in an it, we put this playlist together as an intro to Coldplay. I've tried to include well I have included actually some uh big ones. Yeah. Are you gone my for the pit, more in my picks. Tracks? Sure. But I also <laughs> just again, I'm skimming play counts. Mm. A lot of my favorites are the ones with only like forty million plays rather than a billion, <laughs> so um, I
0: think there are album tracks there's a there's like x and y from x and y, one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, I
1: swallowed in the sea, yeah it's amazing uh, what else have I got? Yeah what if and square one uh. Absolutely, but even uh, day yeah, like daylight is only got is the lowest play count off Rush of Blood to the Head, oh, and a it's a song. banger. And then yeah, Amsterdam's about top bottom three, mm-hmm. and it's it's one of my favorite songs ever.
0: Yeah,
1: um, forty two
0: from um, Viva La Vida. I just that kind of like guitar when they get into that guitar kind of violin, it's hard to hear mm-hmm. what it is, but I thought that was maybe one of the coolest riffs of all time and I, I I, for the glimmer of it that I got I wish I could have a whole record of of them getting into that mode because it's such a cool bit mm-hmm. um, uh, and again I think yes definitely definitely agree I think some of their album tracks are some of the strongest tracks
1: oh so um, good and right from day one actually like uh, Don't Panic into it's into Shiver yeah. into Spies Oof. and then Everything's Not Lost
0: Everything that's I love. I
1: love just the way the talking of the guitar, the Mm. way that guitar comes in, and it's the simplest thing, but the whole song is led by it. Yeah, and that bass. It's just and the end, like big vocal buildy bit. It's beautiful. Um, But yeah, I haven't included Yellow because it's just if you don't know. if you don't know Yellow by Coldplay, then. You listen to the wrong let's podcast. Hit, let's
0: go for those album tracks. I think that's a great. I think that's a uh, yeah, album tracks. I think that's that's a good. Uh, good I have handle. got fix
1: you on there because it's so good though. Oh, okay. It's like it is an okay. Everything is but and, that one and lost. Oh, and it. <laughs> <laughs> midnight, but, um,
0: midnight, another's arms, true love from uh, um, Ghost uh, Ghost Stories. Just yeah, so, there's so much.
1: There's so many to,
0: to that that aren't even. Um, Singles, so I, th- I think, um, yeah, definitely. I think that could be a good ang- a good angle for sure,
1: yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, check that out in the link below. Also, I will mention that I once uh painted a- my childhood bedroom yellow whilst listening to the song Yellow on repeat okay. endlessly. So, that's Bright. my is that an intense huh?
0: bedroom? I feel like I get a Say headache. Again. What kind of yellow
1: mustard? Oh, like actually, like this, if for those on video, like this this yellow. Did you, you not feel like you are in a isn't...
0: cell, like a South African prison?
1: <laughs> uh, I didn't have, probably didn't know what that was like at the time. Oh, so okay. it, it might be, maybe i have to visit one one day. Um, but yeah, I listened to that song on repeat because I thought it was hilarious, but it took ages to paint the room. <laughs> so uh, I got quite bored of the song, but sure. per- persevered, which might mean I'm a bit done with it now, but it's still good. Okay.
0: Uh, if this is complete shinfo, but once I went to a museum and in the museum... Um, you know, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Are, I think they're in Iraq, or they right. were in Iraq, obviously now. Um, obviously all the war and whatever in Ru- Iraq. And this exhibit was um, a video from Babylon in, uh, uh, in Iraq. And obviously it's bombed and there's war and there's, you know, footage from the war. But what they'd done is very cleverly looped David Gray's Babylon, <laughs> um, and you know it just goes, Babylon, do do do, Babylon, do do do, and it just, obviously, it just oh, keeps going forever, and you just you're almost immune to it and then you realise that it it's coming back and because it just goes Babylon
1: you just forget and then you're in the pit, the, and it, the whole it, of David Gray it,
0: it was literally just on repeat forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and I thought it was amazing
1: it's a bit like the best about Foo Fighters oh um, uh, sure yeah the best of your video it's really good
0: well anyway anyway thanks everyone
1: <laughs> jinx yeah thanks everyone check out the playlist in the links below thanks for listening we love you loads thanks to our Patreons for making this possible and we'll see you next time for another artist that you may or may not like if you want to suggest anyone let us know we'll listen do it
0: bye bye